I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dear Joe Kane podcast with SJ and Eva B. This is episode three of season two, and we have loads of new listeners and followers. Thanks so much, and keep continuing to spread the word. Uh, Now, (laughs) what are we talking about? Eva, yeah. Who have we been starstruck by? Have you ever been starstruck? Are you easily starstruck? What is your most starstruck experience? I think I've been starstruck quite a lot. How do you handle it? And who was it? Don't handle it well. I, I generally don't want to meet people that I admire a lot. Because yes, I think never I meet your heroes. I would, no, I don't. I thought I'd be thinking, no, I wouldn't know mm-hmm. what to say to you. I wouldn't be able. Wouldn't be able to talk to you at all. Um, I met. I was. I worked with Michael Caine on a film I did called mm-hmm. The Actors. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what am I going to say to Michael Caine? Like, what, yeah. where do you begin? Just say, oh, Michael, I like your films. Which one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of my hundred films did you like? Uh, and the truth is, I don't know any of them. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You probably couldn't remember the names of them. <laughs> no, you know, you just know he's Michael Caine. And yeah. an icon. Um, but that film was made a long time ago. Oh dear, what's that noise? SJ's got a new doorbell. That's what that noise is. We've got a new doorbell. And do you know what that delivery is? That is all All your stuff. All of our stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome stuff. All our welcome stuff. No, it's fine because Ellie and Lewis are on the case. Okay. So I think we can hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not to digress from Michael Caine or anything, but we just... Ah, uh, no, we will digress from we Michael digress. Caine because your you're getting new right. crockery, a new desk. A new crockery, new desk. We got a few pillows and some cutlery and uh, things, just things. Went, mm. went, yeah, I went online. And we were going to rent a car and go over and, and buy stuff. And I thought, Jesus, why would we do that? We can just order from the comfort of our new home. <laughs> Of your new home. Yeah. There is something lovely. So she's moved into this new apartment, which is itself brand spanking new, right? Like as in the sofa was never sat on, the table has never been sat on. And now everything that goes into that apartment will be brand new. Like there isn't an old cup in it or a glass or anything. (laughs) Well, no, that's not, that's not entirely true, nor is it going to, I mean, we are more than willing to accept, which we have done from the lovely D already came over on our very first night with some pillows and some duvet covers and a duvet yeah. and some glasses for a gin and tonic which we had and oh, and some mugs and those mugs are divine and the bowls I know you say the bowls. nothing wrong with those mugs five okay. euro for four of those mugs. they were gorgeous could you go wrong you couldn't go wrong like I didn't even order any mugs I didn't need to because those mugs are gorgeous um but you know it's just so thrilling as you know probably as well Eva because you just bought that beautiful new bed to just to buy new stuff like we don't buy new stuff as you know so this is kind of a, a real novelty that we have yeah. to um and you have literally gone from never buying anything to, to having to buy everything. every <laughs> single thing for that apartment brand yeah. yeah quite funny yeah it is and it's lovely it's but it's like 
Duns is great. And it's Duns something like, when, you know, especially when you haven't been living here in so long, you realize, God, and it's after getting better. And better. Oh, so you have no old. idea. Yeah, you haven't yeah. been into Duns in years, probably. No, like I have, oh, I mean, yeah. I have done. Like, I mean, the one in Tralee is great, but I'm so excited to go to, you know, Cornell's Court and, and Cornell's actually, Court. And, is it Cornell's or Cornell's Court? Cornell's, Cornell's Court. Court. Cornell's Court, right. But listen, yeah. I like Cornell. Yeah, Cornell's Cornell, Court. Let me direct Cornell's Court. Cornell's See you court. at Cornell's Court. <laughs> oh my God, like totally. For like a I smoothie. Mean, yeah. <laughs> Corn- Cornell's Court during lockdown was was it. Like that was going on your holidays. That, that was the oh. only place. <laughs> Cornell's Court was worse places. It was, it was exotic. It huh? was like, it was open for starters. Like nothing was open, only supermarkets, but it had, you know, a bit of clothes and a bit of this and candles and nice stuff mm. that you were allowed to buy. And there was a coffee shop and an off license and it feels nice. It was a day so out. that was, oh, that was a day out. That mm. was a major day mm. out. Yeah. Coffee, yeah. a candle have, and a bottle of I meat. have to say it was a good pandemic for Duns. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did they well. They have cleaned up. They, it was yeah. like Christmas every day. Every day for the last 18 months was like Christmas in there. Packed. Anyway, it is, it is. And their website is only fabulous. And, um, you know, because we're just getting the basic basics and we just didn't want to be paying an arm and a leg. But like just the quality of the stuff and it's just they're so pretty and all the little accessories. Now, I didn't go mad on any of the accessories. That's the sort of thing I want to do when I get to the actual shop itself. But it's just lovely to have things come and they're just so pretty and new everything's yeah, new lovely, lovely. the reason I went over Eva I have to tell you the reason I went over with the pillow for her was that she, she had one pillow for Ellie and because uh, he brought his own pillow and then she said no I know I'm grand I'll just sleep on a jacket I'll just sleep Jesus on a jacket Christ. yeah I'll be all right in the dark don't mind me I'll be all right in the dark beautiful new apartment gorgeous <laughs> new bed I'll sleep on a jacket <laughs> No, they all over the like I won't have that. Listen, anyway, you're so good, Kim. You'll be getting the pillow back because we ordered new ones. Anyway, that's what's happening. Um, the lads are downstairs now greeting the delivery guy from Dunn's. And when I finish this podcast, I'm going to go out and unpack some boxes. No. And Lovely. 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 Anyway, let's Very go nice. back. Let's get back to Starstruck. She's starstruck by Dunn's stores, but nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> for an <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so Michael came. Okay, so I was really now, I was in the film, I was playing the stage manager. And so I happened to be next to Michael because he was playing the actor and I was the stage manager. So we happened to be standing beside each other all day. And you you know what it's like when you're sure. filming, like you're you're just Long hanging day. around, mm. standing around, standing around, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to say to this man? Anyway, we ended up talking about food. We talked about food. Oh. From morning to night. So it turned by the end of the two weeks, my starstruckness was well gone. I knew every bit of toast that Michael Caine had had that week. I knew what he had on it. I knew where he had his dinner. And it became this kind of running joke because he, he was very hungry all the time. <laughs> That's a good bit of trivia. He was mean, hungry all the time. No, he was on, he was on like the film star diet. You know, he was trying to keep his oh, weight so he down. Was, yeah, he was ravenous, stage, starving himself. Uh. He was well into his 70s and I was just going, Michael, would you have a biscuit? Have a biscuit. And I, I, I was, I, well, I literally growl, Michael. I was like a pusher. I was like, uh, go on, Mrs. Doyle. I was like, Mrs. Doyle, go on, go on, you and you'll have a cup of tea and a biscuit. I'll bring it to you. I'll bring it to you. Sit down there. He, he was fainting. The man was fainting by lunchtime. He was trying to keep up. He was trying just... to keep up with his wife who ate like a bird. What's her name? The good looking one. Oh, yes. 
Shakira. Is it Shakira? No, it's Shakira. Are you sure? No. Google it. Who's Googling it? Oh, maybe Google immediately and you'll have a. You're Googling it right now. Oh, maybe we're right, actually. No, no, no. Let's see. Michael Caine. I'm telling you now, it's Shakira Caine. You're absolutely right. I apologize. Oh, Thank you Sorry. very much. I thought you meant Shakira, the pop star. <laughs> so did <Sorry>. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant Shakira Kane, his wife. Anyway, she eats like a bird in order to, you know, look like the rock star that she is. And he tries, was trying to keep up with her by eating absolutely nothing. Oh, nothing. And he's a big man, like you say. He's like six foot big five man. or something. Yeah. Big man. And in yeah. the end, I remember saying to him, where did you eat last night? So this this would became our conversation. I would like to look at it from Michael Caine's point of view, you know, where he's done 100 films or however many, and he has had to stand next to plenty of actors over the years who would, mm. you know, would who are not D.O. Caine. So can you imagine well, I... this woman just fell from the sky who's so funny and how much you must have actually given him a lift you know not a ton no no not a ton this man had zero interest <laughs> so much so that i realized that I, don't, I don't disservice. want it i don't want to malign michael kane he was lovely and you know what he told me i'd say about a hundred anecdotes and i listened and he's he tells a good story yeah. i don't think he asked me one, one question oh, about myself in okay. the two weeks mm, yeah but it doesn't time. matter i didn't matter i just thought you know it doesn't matter look you're a star and you're telling me all these very very funny stories but uh, what entertained me the most was i would go in every day and i'd say what did you have for your dinner last night <laughs> what did you have and, he, and he'd go into it he loved talking about food but anyway that's it that was my memory at the end of the two weeks i wasn't starstruck anymore but for the first couple of days i was quite demented going yeah. oh god what will I, yeah how will i strike up a conversation with this yeah. man what, what about, about you? you? What about you, Eva? Um, I like you. I have been starstruck a few times and generally think I'm not going to say anything. And now that I'm older, I kind of go to the extreme with it and kind of go, I'm not even going to look at them because they're, they're fed up with people looking at them. So I, I sort of probably, from their perspective, if they're... You're rude now. For one You're second, rude. I'm rude. Yeah, I'm just rude. I'm quite aloof and rude. Whereas really, I'm just trying to just be really fucking normal, but so normal, I'm pretending they're not there. Yeah. So um, normal, That's rude, now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But when I was younger, when, of course, you're starstruck all the time, anybody who's, uh, you know, who, who yeah. <laughs> a chopping actor who's doing really well for themselves is like, oh my God. And it was one of my first jobs. And um, I was playing um, opposite Liam Neeson, and he he was I mean he in my mind Liam Neeson was always a star like I don't even remember when he started he's been out he was a just, star for a, been long a star time. for a very long time and he was a star in this film and uh, and I was literally I'd only been doing it a couple of years I was green and um, and he's gorgeous like the man is just yeah. towering you know charismatic stunning and, yeah. and so and I and lovely I, and lovely and lovely and the s- scenes that we were doing they were quite like heightened sort of purposefully kind of, you know, um, slightly cartoonish in a weird way, very sort of uh, stylized almost. And the scene was, he was a priest and I'm the young housekeeper. And we end up, he ends up getting me pregnant and it's a shocking story, you know, no, nobody knows who, who's, the, who's the father of the baby and it was him. But the actual scene of him going for me, they had him on wires. So it's like this quite sort of very heightened scene where he oh. flies through, literally flies through the air at me. I'm sort of, you know, supposed to recall going, oh my God, flying breeze through the air. <laughs> but 
we went for the take. Something happened in my head and I just saw Liam Neeson coming at me, arms open. And instead of recoiling, I put my arms open and my mouth. Stop. I thought, oh, okay, we're going to get it on. I went for the snog. I went for the snog. And they had to call cut. And, and the director, who was um, Neil Jordan, had to remind me, you're... He's attacking you. He's supposed to oh my god, that is hysterical! Wow, you're meant to recoil. You put your arms I open. I did. I put my arms open and my mouth. Yeah. Oh my god. But Liam must have been delighted with you. It's oh, I, 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 I don't know. He probably thought it would just do the scene, <laughs> do what's scripted. And so when he flew at you, you were meant to recoil. So what did did you have a love scene with him? I thought I remembered you. It was sort of a love scene. He's not supposed to be doing what he's doing, but the character and him have this kind of a sparky relationship. So she's, it's, it's all quite strange because she doesn't really know what's happening, but she's, she's, it's all sort of weirdly done in kind of a comic way purposely. So it's not, um, it's not like a, a violent attack, but it's not a lovemaking scene either. It's, it's this kind of strangely stylized um, bit, but, um, but I just saw the beautiful Liam Neeson coming at me. So I was That's like, oh, hello. how are you? <laughs> Have a bit of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do the brilliant. same again. I do the same again. I would. You would, of course. <laughs> SJ, have you been? Um, yeah, I have been um, a couple of times, and it's generally people who who I admire so much, where like the talent is just off the scale. So, like one was Philip Seymour Hoffman, who he was oh. kind of the one that made me. Just I couldn't, I could barely kind of speak because I was, Yeah, I wouldn't be able to yeah. I wouldn't have been able to speak to yeah. you. It was like a dinner. Um so we're all sitting at the same table and and I, I just felt like I you just it was the the first time that I really felt I'm so in awe of this person, this talent, and just he was so humble and the antithesis to what you might imagine a star to be. Mm just such an amazing person and you know he was and an artist a real artist such an artist such an artist and he was interested and um was he yeah like asking questions and um you know he's wearing his little anorak and and he was looking me in the eye and just being really um just he was really cool decent yeah decent really fucking decent and i was shaking like that was the first time where i just thought this person is just extraordinary. And that was, um, that was, that was my, I think the moment where I, I was kind of lost for words. Um, but then he put me at ease, you know, in a, and I, um, in a way that was. Um, so did you manage to have it? Like, a, did, a, did you yeah. kind of get over the nerves and manage yeah, to have a conversation? I yeah, I did. Yeah. And he did that. He was just a really cool person. Well, he was right. lovely. Yeah. Such, a, such, a, such a tragic yeah. loss. Yeah. Cause it's so disappointing when you hear that, cause, and there are lots of those stories that those you know big stars aren't generous and kind and 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 normal and down to earth and so when you hear certain people like him and when it's just like oh thank god that's yeah, so relieved i must tell you i must tell you the story of um you know paul rudd the actor paul yes, rudd, yes. yes. and who we all love and love. gorgeous and everything anyway he he rocked up to do an episode of moon boy where he, he was the the I think it was the final episode of the whole season yeah and when i say Every man, woman, and child was besotted with this man. It, I, I'm not kidding you. It was like the whole set, the crew, everybody's going, Paul, 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 
oh Jesus Paul Rush oh my god nobody could cope nobody could cope right? <laughs> uh, and, at the, and, and he was absolutely adorable and brilliant and funny and charming to everyone and funny to everyone and everyone was ecstatic and high as a kite everyone lost weight for that week and, <laughs> and at the end the last day we were shooting this amazing scene where everybody was out in the graveyard and he was I can't remember what he was playing the ghost of the ghost of Oh, here goes the memory, lads. Dear, don't even bother trying to recall. No, it doesn't matter. matter. I'll just story, get man. to the point where we wrapped the moon boy. It was season three. It was, we were wrapping. And the second AD goes, that's a wrap, uh, Mr. Paul Rudd. Please, can we have our women back now? It was that bad. It was that bad. I do have a lovely story um, about... Uh, one of our dear friends was doing a play in in New York and it was with some very well-known actors so it was quite a big showy event at the premiere and who was at the premiere of the play only Lauren Bacall living fucking legend living legend living legend and our friend was chatting to her because they were at a dinner table later that evening And this was a very big job for him at the time. He said to her, you know, I just really want it to go well. You know, I feel like it's a really great play. And also, you know, it's just amazing to be here in New York. I think, you know, it it could open more opportunities for me. And she looked at him and she said, darling, you never make it. (laughs) Really? So true. You never make it. And I'll never forget hearing that anecdote because as an actor, as a performer, here is someone who is a living legend telling you, it's like giving him permission to just take a load off and go, you never make it. Right, you can be at the top of your game. This is it, like this is it. So just enjoy it because you're never going to feel like you've made it. You can be Lauren McCall and you feel like you've never made it. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's just good the advice. most amazing advice. Yeah. Like, and I just yeah. love that story of, oh. There's a wisdom in it because no matter is. how high you go, you, you are then, you know, very concerned with maintaining that yes. status and maintaining your place with what on the rung on the ladder. Yeah. So yeah, you have you can't relax. You're, yeah, you know. and, well, and yeah, exactly. It's that classic thing of enjoy the journey, not the destination, isn't it? Because if you're yeah, constantly absolutely. trying to get somewhere else, you're not actually really fully experiencing what's happening now. Sure. Yeah. And I just and think it's such a lovely gift as well to give yeah. such amazing advice to give to anyone because like that advice, you know, it's it spilled down to me through word of, you know, through word of our friend. And so it's, it, it also allows us to go, oh, well, if she's saying it, then just give yourself a fucking break because, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I just thought- I have to say, though, SJ, you've, you've given it a very positive interpretation because it, and you could also read it as, oh, Jesus, right, I'm never going to make it. You know, you, you, could, be, you could be depressed <laughs> by the idea. But True. <laughs> You could, but that's what I think that you hit the nail on the head as well, Eva, by saying it's a reminder that it is the journey and not the destination. Like she lives 
Is she dead? Oh God, isn't that terrible? I don't even know. Maybe she's died in the last, I can't even remember. Let's have a look. But anyway, she lives in- That'll be us someday. Is she dead? Is she dead? Dead okay, is she dead? Not yet, lads, not yet. She died, she died years ago. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she died. Recently though. She died 2014. Oh, so there we go. But this, this, this. God, she was beautiful, wasn't she? Stunning. Yeah, and stunning. so she lived in this beautiful penthouse in a listed building in New York at the time that she had had this conversation with our friend. So in our minds, she absolutely made it. But mm. she was like, no, you don't, because who knows what she was feeling or thinking at that yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Um, but there, anyway, there is solid, solid wisdom in there to remind yourself it doesn't matter the outcome, the review, whether the film or the play or the telly is a hit, who cares? Do the job, give it your best. That's it. You know, and yeah. I, yeah, Get the most I, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I always I always love uh, quoting Joe, Joe Wall used to say to me, you know, you know, Joe Wall, who was in the band, The Stunning, he used to say, ah, look, it. <laughs> yeah. mix it up and fire it out to the people. They'll decide. <laughs> That's it. You know, and it was actually that phrase. I, I, I spoke to him for the first time ages the other day and he said, oh, that was one of the sought doctors, dads who came up with that. He couldn't understand what they were making such a big fuss about the studio and the sound. <laughs> oh, Jesus, just mix it up and fire it out the beep. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. So I odd. love it. I, I kind of love it. It's like... Uh, it can be applied to anything, can't it? It could be applied to, to tonight's dinner. Just mix it up and fire it out to the people. <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm so looking forward to getting back on stage at the moment. But at the same time, there's a little bit of me always. There's always the trepidation. Oh, God. Going out with new stuff, don't know what works, don't know what doesn't work, don't know what this room will be like, don't know what this audience will be like. And mm. sometimes you you can talk yourself into a kind of, I've got to get a proper job, you know. Yeah. <laughs> why am I, why why am I doing, this? doing this to myself yeah. still? Putting yourself out there the whole yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah. the truth is I wouldn't do anything else. But um, No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, but that doesn't I, mean I, you, you aren't without self-doubt no, and doesn't and... mean I'm not without those moments where I have to absolutely remind myself to enjoy it enjoy yeah, the enjoy, enjoy the and I think it's also it's not taking it that seriously I mean of course we take yes. it very seriously you know and, and, and put in in yeah. regards to the work and the effort but it's also you have to remind yes. yourself it is just a fucking job it's just yeah. a job but ultimately yeah. you you've nailed it there because once you've done the prep like once yeah. you're prepared and you've done as much work as you can after that that's it you can't do anymore 
Hmm. You can only just give the performance you're going to give, you know, you with, with the best hmm. attitude that you've got. Yeah. I'm dying to hear your show. So it's just once yeah. we have a minute, we have to. Oh, yeah. We have to arrange a walk. SJ has agreed to listen to my 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 monologues. Oh, lucky, lucky SJ. I know. How lucky What a I? treat. That's what a treat. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. On a mention, on a mention of the stunning, I'll just mention them again because, um, you know, the two gigs I have coming up. One is next week. This is the mo- Monday, Monday, this Monday night, um, the twenty third. So I think this is the podcast will have gone out. Wanted uh, no or not yet? I can't remember. I'll be gone past it. Look at no. me, can't do the maths with the dates. Okay, so it'll be over. So, but I'm going back to the catalogs anyway <laughs> on Monday. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was just to say, it's what, as I was telling you, it's the first one in almost yeah. two years, really. My first time to do an hour on stage in two years. Yeah. Uh, but a couple of days later, I'm in Galway in Pierce Stadium. And it's on, on the bill for the week that kind of running a festival is Mary Coughlin, myself, Ardlo Hanlon, Christy Moore and The Stunning. Oh. And I was texting Steve and Joe because I met them 30 years ago. Oh. When I did my first job in Galway with Druid and we were all hanging out together. It was the most amazing time. And it was it was just a two year period where Mockness sort of exploded. Yeah. Druid were doing really well. Sharon Shannon was on fire. Uh, the Stunning yeah. were on fire. And it was just teeming wow. with crack oh. and talent. And we were young and we were locked 24 <laughs> You were young and you were rides and you yeah, were rides and locks. We were, and I was just texting the two of them, the two lovely Wall brothers, the nicest men you ever met in your life. And I was texting them today. Isn't it just great that we're still yeah. doing it? Thirty years later, we're back on How the same amazing. Bill and we're How still amazing doing it. is that? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that is something. Still it's a alive. moment, D. I thought. <laughs> I thought that's a moment, D. You need to just go. Yeah. Well done, us. Next week, then, when we record, you will have done that show so oh we can hear all about it all about it we'll hear all about it fired everything across the people and i will tell you how it goes Um, it's such a rush and such a buzz being in that stage you'll you'll just you'll fly through it i'm sure the first few minutes will be you know vomit inducing but then once you just hit that fucking groove you'll just i I genuinely cannot wait i I actually cannot wait um i just i'm very curious to know what i have you know I, i don't know what i have and it's very rare for me to go out like that. But anyway, yeah, there you yeah. go. We right. shall see. Speaking of back to it, there's obviously something going full circle for me because the Galway thing with all of that lot. OK, that's 30 years. But Kilkenny is where I started the stand up. Did, did, did I ever tell you this story of how it happened? I, I went to Kilkenny as a punter because Steve was making a documentary about that festival, about the cat laughs. And I was an unemployed actress given out a lot. (laughs) 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 Going, no work, no work. No job for me, no work. And uh, and of course, being married to a second Protestant doesn't help because his attitude is just, well, create the work, find the work, make the work. I'm not going to listen to your moan. Up off your arse, love, and make something for yourself. Um, so anyway, uh, so he was sort of pushing me to do my own thing. Anyway, I was unemployed actor, and he said, I'm going down to make this documentary. Do you want to come and make the tea as a dog's body and just be my person, my gopher, and make the tea? I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll go. 
So I went and I got one of those access all areas badges and I put it on me. And it was the first time in my life that I ever really saw stand up. I'd only ever seen stand up live once in the international bar in a really small way. Um, And this, I'd never seen anything like this. There was about 40 comedians in total on the bill. And because I had my access all areas, I went in to watch three, four, five shows a night. I just went from venue to venue to venue to venue. And I had a moment. I had a road to Damascus moment where I went, oh, my God. I thought it was the most exciting thing I'd ever seen in my life. I wasn't thinking I could do this. I was just looking at it going, wow. Like it, it just blew my mind. I, I didn't know it. I didn't know it as an art form. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. didn't know it. Yes. I'd just done 10 years of theatre, which was which I loved, but was full of etiquette and sit down yes. and take your yeah. place. And now there's people in the audience going, answering back. I was like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> very dare you. I was literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> you don't obviously know how to behave in a the theatre. Little did I know. Um, I was so innocent. And I saw one act in particular. And of course, his name has gone from me now in classic cocaine form. Anthony Clark, Anthony Clark, that was his name. Uh, but I went to see him. I loved his sets, So I thought, I'm going to go back and see him again. And I, he saw he did the same set again with not even a word of a deviation. And I went a third time and he did the same thing again, no deviation. And that was when the penny dropped. And I thought, oh, well, that's a bit like being an actor. He's he's just learned. He's just learned his monologue monologue and he's delivering a show. I I could do that. I could do that because, you know, my mind, it was a stream of consciousness and they were all geniuses who were riffing and not living and all of that. It was and I thought, well, there's no way I can do that. But when I saw him and uh, I thought, oh, yeah, maybe I could do that. But anyway, so to cut a long story short, on the way home in the car, I started writing jokes in the passenger seat. Wow. I wrote my first jokes and I went back to the Cat Last Festival the following year as a performer. Wow. That's That's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 And how was that first ever gig? Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, it wasn't my first. I started in in the International Bar. I didn't go down Uh, to Kilkenny to do my first gig, but I I went back there as a performer. Oh, no. I mean, the first two years were horrific. I mean, I thought I was going to have a stroke every single time (laughs) I walked on the stage. And they say it takes about two years, you know, to, to get rid of that. I used to think of it like I was a child. Do you remember when you were a child and you thought, you'd never be able to tell the time quickly, that you'd never be able to look at your watch and go, 10 past two. Yeah. <laughs> but, you'd, but you'd always have to go, the big hand is <laughs> 10 past, and that's 9, 10, 11, quarter past 11. But that was the quickest <laughs> I could do it. And I, and I used to think, will I ever actually be able to get on the stage when I don't feel physically sick? Oh, and yeah. it took about two years. So yeah, right. so Kilkenny is in full circle going back there. I always think of it as, you know, that was my start. I have to thank Richard Cook for that while I'm here. And do you, yeah. one last question on that, do you feel like now that you're going back, you have changed much as a stand-up from that first gig at the Cat's Laugh to, to now? Yeah, I've, cha- I've changed dramatically. Yeah, I think I've changed Style as a stand-up. Or- do you know what? I'm at a crossroads in my stand-up. I kind of want to be much braver and much more honest than I ever was. So I'm it's one of the reasons I'm dying to get up is because I kind of want to be a little bit different now. Okay. And a part of me wonders, is it because my dad died? Now, this is quite weird, but mm-hmm. there is a strange freedom in um, 
not worrying. You you have to get to a certain point in life where you're not worried about who you're going to offend, what you're going to say, who's going to be upset. Um, and I definitely have had quite a bit of that. I'd say more than the average comic. Hmm. And, and I, no. and I, I don't know that, that this is kind of, it's an experiment and I'll soon find out, but I'm absolutely at a point where I'm ready to just go, you know what? I need to fucking let go all of that and just. Wow. Oh, that's incredible. That's amazing. That's yeah. very Great. exciting. It is exciting. Brave. It is. We've discussed this deep where we've seen, I've seen comedians on stage going, oh my God, like how can they get away with that with their parents and their spouses? You know, where they share yeah. so much stuff, personal stuff where I go, I couldn't do that. But, but at the same time, there is a freedom, I imagine, to not to let all that shit go. I mean, you can share as you can share as much or as little as you want. You can dress it up. You can tell white lies. You can leave out the most, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to give every shred of your personal life. There's plenty I haven't said on stage and never will. However, you've got to give of yourself. Like if 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 you're not giving of you, they're just not going to care quite as much. It's almost like they know you're giving a bit of yourself. And I I just in order for it to be great i mm-hmm. think it kind of has to be that not every comic would agree with me now they, they really mm. wouldn't um but for me i've just reached that point where i actually want it to be personal i do, that's what i want now i'm not mm. really interested in the superficial anymore i, mm. I want mm. to i want to spill my guts out and leave them on the floor you know that's well i've talked movie. a great talk there now so uh, <laughs> you picked yourself up there now <laughs> better be fucking good I, I can picture the two of you in the audience going oh, no, did, she, did, no, she leave, did she leave many guts there that was, very, that was a very surface joke <laughs> well we mixed it up and we fired it out to the people and you're our people and we could not do this without you so thank you so much for listening and for sharing and subscribing and following and liking and all those things and for helping us keep going so we'll keep going and we'll see you all next week this podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.